It's the Sunday Chronicle on Stax 92.1. It's the Sunday Chronicle. We gon' give the news and keep you up to date. From crimes to the politics, you gon' know what's up about your way. We give two thumbs up to everyone out here doing their thing. We gon' show men love to all the ones working hard in communities. It's the Sunday Chronicle. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday Chronicle. I am your host, Giannis Jackson, coming to you every Sunday morning from Stax 92.1. Today, our special guest is Mr. Tim Cunningham. Uh, he is a saxophone extraordinaire, a saxophonist extraordinaire, and a Lansing native. So we're so happy to have him here today to talk about himself and his music here on the Sunday Chronicle. Uh, this is the platform for the community because community knows what community needs. So I'm going to step back and I'm going to allow uh, Mr. Cunningham to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about uh, his background and uh, um, how he is connected to the Lansing area. Please take it away, Tim. All right. Um, I am originally from Lansing, Michigan, and um, uh, graduated from Everett High School. I went to, and let me get back to when I started playing the saxophone, which was back in junior high. Um, started out as a drummer, but uh, the following year turned up, I turned to the saxophone and and um, so I was at Walter French when I started playing the saxophone and went over to Everett High School where they actually had a jazz band, which I, we were very fortunate because some, a lot of other schools did not have a, a jazz program. A lot of schools have a concert band, but not jazz, not a jazz program. So I started over there. Okay. Who and, was your music teacher? So I started out with... Um, uh, Mr. Island Mr. in Island, junior okay. high school, Mel Island. Yes. And uh, he eventually came over to my high school after the uh, director over there retired after my sophomore year. So I actually had Mr. Island for like six years because I was actually at Walter French in the sixth grade. Is when they, I was in the first, um, it was like a trial program of sixth graders going into junior high. Because oh, okay. junior high back then was seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. And high school, of course, was 10, 11, 12. But then when they started the middle school program, they started 6, 7, 8 in high school. Then they went to 9, 10, 11, 12, which, which is most of the country. Mm-hmm. So I was actually a sixth grader at Walter French, but there were seventh, eighth, and ninth graders there. So we were actually in a, a class, like, a, like one class like you are in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And... Um, then in the afternoon, you could take some electives, and one of my electives I selected was band. So, um, and I started playing drums, because my brother was a drummer at, in high school at Sexton. And um, then the following year in seventh grade, I switched over to the saxophone. So, um, eventually got to high school and continued playing. The, the music was always my first love, but I was also involved in sports, running track, playing football, and and playing basketball. Wow, so you're very busy. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I go back and look at my career in high school and even in junior high, I I was running track. I, in junior high, I was a track 
uh, volleyball, basketball. I was, I was always there <laughs> for the entire year. We always stayed after school practicing, doing something. So, yeah, we stayed busy the entire year into my high school year. Um, the only break I had was my sophomore year where I didn't run track in the spring. I thought about playing baseball, but I didn't. But my junior, senior year, I started getting recruited um, from several colleges to play football. So I um, uh, uh, was getting a lot of attention there and uh, eventually got to Michigan State. But the music was still, you know, primary for me, and I became a, a, a music major at Michigan State my freshman year. And I was actually in the jazz band there as well. So that, and I, it, I kept it, I kept my interest for a long time there. However, the, the, the football kind of took over for me um, around my junior year. Um, I decided I wanted to, I didn't want to be a teacher. And there was nothing else I could think of in terms of getting a degree in music that I could do as a career. Um, so I switched my major from music to telecommunications, but I kept playing my instrument. I put it down for like a year in my, after, I think after my junior year. So but I picked it back up. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was going to say, so, but but you said uh, music always remained the, the primary focus for you then. Yeah, it was always the primary focus. Um, I wanted to be, I just wanted to work in a studio of some kind of work and, and play my instrument. So I thought about being a studio musician. I, don't, I didn't really know what that meant you know, moving to L.A. or New York and, you know, doing commercials or whatever that um, would amount to. But eventually um, I graduated from Michigan State and just really started practicing my instrument really, really hard and decided I wanted to be a recording artist. Now, how did you so, break into the industry? Because I know there are a lot of uh, aspiring artists, whether they be, you know, R&B, rap. Um, what What are some of the things that you do uh, did to get your uh, recording contract and so on? So I, I recorded, well, back in the 80s, uh, back in that time, and the only way you could really get a record deal was, you know, produce a demo and then send it out to record companies or try to somehow get in front of a label by doing a showcase. Um, so I moved to Chicago in 1992, mm-hmm. and we were playing gigs in Chicago, and this lady from um, Jet Magazine saw me, from Ebony, Ebony Jet. She saw me, and she said she really liked the music. She said, hey, I'm doing an article on some of the most powerful women in black women in the in the uh, music industry and one of those women was Sylvia Rome and she Sylvia was the president of Atlantic Records so she said I can give her the you know give her your music so I had produced already like two or three CDs at that point which I was using as um, uh, to to send out to various labels as a demo so she gave it to her she, she actually invited us up to New York to perform I went up there, and she didn't show up <laughs> yeah. after spending thousands of dollars to go up there, you know, fly up there, because mm-hmm. there's four of us in the band. Um, so she didn't show up, so she apologized. So she said, can you guys come back? And uh, <laughs> we went back, and she didn't show up again. Oh. So, <laughs> so <laughs> 
I think we spent about fifteen thousand dollars on those two trips. So that so, but, uh, so she did it twice. Did you start to question if that, if that was someone you should uh, talk to? Yeah, I, was, uh, yeah, I had a lot of questions about the industry at that point. But you know, mm-hmm. she turned around and said, "Hey, I'm going to give you the record deal." Oh, okay. And to this day, I've never spoken to her. I have never. Well, I take that back. So I spoke to her one time on the phone. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then my attorney took like a year to put the contract together. That was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But finally got to finally got to that point and. They released my album back in 1994. It featured Brian Culbertson and and uh, Will Downing sang background vocals for me. Um, Bobby Lyle, who was instrumental in helping me get the record deal, and he was also in Atla- on Atlantic Records as well mm-hmm. on the jazz label. So, um, getting record deals today is totally different. I mean, a lot of a lot of people don't even go to record labels anymore and, and get their and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, the idea is to get to get in front of somebody the best way that you that, that you can. I'm not sure people are sending out demos anymore. Are, you do you think my, it's easier, like when you think about your career now and back then? I mean, is it easier for you to produce a record and promote it yourself in comparison yeah. to back in the day? Okay. Yeah, that's that's basically what we were doing back then. And, and instead of, you know, I did a, a four song demo at first but then I went back into the studio and added like six more songs and just made it a full CD and I was able to sell the CD make some money make some of the money back that I invested in the demo you know and still be able to use the CD as a demo and so that's what they eventually um, were impressed with which is why I got the deal um, but that's what you basically had to do you kind of had to invest in yourself and then uh, hopefully, with with the hopes that somebody would seek or listen to it mm-hmm. and impressed and you know be able to sign a record deal. So, um, but today is you know you got YouTube, you got all these apps. Yeah, it's so many different outlets. It seems for for artists these days, um, as far yeah. as the on online platforms and and sharing music. So, I mean, I I think back to um, Napster, right? And I think yeah. that's totally changed the music game. And um, oh, yeah. that's when I started to see platforms like SoundClick, SoundCloud, MySpace Music. And um, I started to see people um, pushing their music on Amazon and iTunes and, and self-publishing books and, and all types of things. I said, wow, it's totally changing. Well, and the other thing is you don't have to sell hundreds of thousands of seed of of of, of uh, copies um or or have you know multiple downloads multiple millions of downloads to mm-hmm. be successful mm-hmm. i mean you can get out there and you know if you can get 50,000 downloads i mean you're you're doing mm-hmm. well and that and i mean it's going to take a little bit of investing in and in, in yourself and but there's so many other websites out there now that like CD Baby is the one I use, mm-hmm. so I I'm still pressing CDs. I know people don't really have very many CDs in their car cars anymore, but people in my in my age group are still buying CDs. So um, we still print those up and sell them. But CD Baby also sends your music digitally digitally uh, mm-hmm. to a you know numerous amount of. Uh, websites um, that will, you know, obviously 
music on their sites and you get paid from that. So I'm still getting um, uh, royalties from CD Baby and I'm getting royalties from Sound Exchange. Sound mm-hmm. Exchange, they capture all of your royalties from the Internet. And, um, and I still getting checks from BMI, which covers the uh, airplay around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they capture all that stuff. So and you said BMI, right? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm with BMI. BMI or ASCAP, and they yes, they yes. capture radio stuff, mm-hmm. but Sound Exchange captures internet stuff. So your stuff is paid on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, you you submit your your project to Sound Exchange, and every time you know a song pops up on there, they 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 capture the royalties for you. Oh wow, that so is there's so many different ways of doing things nowadays. Yeah, I mean that that's amazing how things have changed, and um, it's good that you have been able to adapt to the changes because I know that it's not always that easy for uh, some people to uh, adapt to those changes as technology no, no, evolves. No. So, so I'm 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 you know happy for you, and I I look at your career as a successful one um sitting here from the outside and you've toured you've been around uh all around the country and i was just uh looking at uh, some of your upcoming dates and and things like that i wanted to ask you uh how do you define success for your career you know the success is what you make it um you know I, i I, like everybody else, wanted to be, you know, one of those people that was on tour, you know, like, you know, at least six to seven to eight months out of the year, making tons of money and and, uh, going out of the country and all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, um, I, you know, I I really wanted to raise a family Mm -hmm. and be a a family person. And And I'm... You know, I looked and saw some of the other artists out there who were, you know, living that life on the road all the time, and you know, relationships with their families weren't as mm-hmm. great as, you, you, as as what they would have liked. And it's just very difficult trying to raise a family on the road. And yeah. I know guys who are, you know, especially musicians that are just not not even the not even the star musicians. But I'm talking about the guys who are you know, just playing the band, mm-hmm. you know, those guys are out there and, you know, they jump on a tour <clears throat> and then that tour is over. Then they got to find another job. And it's like, you know, I'm like, do I want to be that guy or do I want to be the, the artist up front? Mm-hmm. And like I said, the artist up front, you know, you're, you're dealing with a lot of stuff. And, um, so I, I chose to kind of do it halfway where, you know, I stay at home hang out with my family, work, and then on a weekend go out and do my events, which is what, which is what most of the jazz musicians did anyway. Mm-hmm. So you made we were, a plan for success then, your your own plan. You you had your definition of success, and you made that right. happen. Right. Uh, yeah, my whole definition of a music career was totally different from what the average person, you know, thought of, you know, a, a successful career would be. Um, I always just wanted, I wanted to produce CDs to keep my name out there, mm-hmm. just perform on the weekends. I've never really had the desire to want to be on a three or four month tour, mm-hmm. going from city to city to city. It's, you know, it sounds great and it sounds nice, just like when people think about being a, being a celebrity, 
all sounds great. It can wear on you, can it? I mean, the traveling, different dates Uh, every night, eating out, those types of things. (laughs) It is incredible. Um, A story that a friend of mine told me, Everett Harp, a saxophonist, um, he was with Anita Baker for a long time, and he still does the Kenny Loggins gig, and he's from Houston. Um, He had an opportunity to go on tour with us, So he really oh. wanted him. <laughs> he really wanted him. He was willing to pay the cost. <laughs> yeah. And this was a year tour. We're talking 34, he said, every night, Tim, 25, 30, 40,000 people. Wow. This guy was huge. Wow. So he said, but, but to my point is, um, every night, same eight songs. He's in and out of hotels, in and out of airplanes. He said it was the boring, most boring thing he's ever done, but he really couldn't turn down the money. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and for a guy like him who does a lot of background, you know, studio stuff and background stuff, it was an opportunity for him to probably make a half million dollars or more within a year's time. Mm-hmm. And that's really unheard of for a lot of, you know, musicians. I mean, you know, when you're, I mean, that's a, that's a long, and then he, I think he went back and did like another six months or something after that, but, but it was just, but, but my point is he's totally bored with what he was doing, completely bored. So, you know? so with all, I'm looking at your career and, and you've done a lot and it's great that you're connected uh, to the Lansing area. I'm, I'm honored to have you here today um, because I know you uh, through my father and I remember the times when I saw you in the Chronicle and on the, you know, on the front page and, and you were just uh, doing uh, so many uh, different events around uh, the Lansing area in Michigan. And so I just wanted to tell you how excited I was to uh, be able to have you on my show. So um, it's it's good to get reacquainted or acquainted with um, people that I know indirectly through the publication, through my parents. And so, um, so yeah, so thank you for uh, being here with us today. We're um, going to go to a short break, and I want to check in with my listeners and let them know that I'm Giannis Jackson, the host of the Sunday Chronicle, heard on Stax 92.1. We're going to take a short break, but we're going to be back in just one second. I'm the type to dance to her very own beat. Ask me where I am. 
me Jingle Queen because I sing about everything. Like just do it, Nike. Have it your way, Burger King. Snap, crackle, pop, go Rice Krispies. Maybe it's me. You should call me the Jingle Queen when you're in need of dope melodies. You should call the Jingle Queen. www.lorepen.com And welcome back to the Sunday Chronicle. This is Giannis Jackson, and you're listening to Stacks 92.1. Our special guest today is Mr. Tim Cunningham, saxophonist and Lansing native. Um, he has a lot of uh, things coming up that he would like to share with us, and um, I see that you're doing a lot of dates, and you're going to be back home soon. Tell us a little bit about your current projects. So currently working on a CD that I have. You know, my last CD was about 10 years ago. Um, life kind of got in the way with working and the day job and taking care of kids and such. Uh, and, you know, and gigging on the weekends. So I finally got back in the studio and uh, the CD is, is just about done. We're mixing the last four songs right now. So I'm expecting it'll, it'll be ready by somewhere about me, pro- probably in August. And um, so uh, this weekend, I'm actually going to be in Dallas, Texas, at Michael's in Las Colinas, which is in Irving, Texas, on Sunday, doing two shows. And all this information you can find on my website at timcunningham.com. Uh, August the 20th, I'm going to be headlining the Lake Breeze Music Festival which is in St. Joe, Michigan, right on the lake. Okay. Um, again, on the website for tickets, uh, timcunningham.com. And August 28th, I'm going actually going to be in Stockton, California, doing an event at the Ghost Lights Theater. Um, and I'll be home, back to Lansing. It's been, uh, wow, I think three years, four years since the last time I played there. Wow. Uh, October 1st. We're going to be at the 1111 Events Center out by the Lansing Mall in Elmwood. Okay, so uh, that's October 1st at the 1111? Event Center, correct. Event Center, okay. So we'll yep. be happy to have you back after all that time. And, um, you know, and, and congratulations again on your upcoming album. And with with being in the spotlight and everything and in all the cameras and the attention i know um for some it may be uh, a challenge as far as staying hum- humble if they choose to or would like to what are some of the things that you do that keep you grounded um as far as um, humility and, and and uh keeping uh yourself in check so to speak
factory and you know so i i stay humble just because of what they went through and um um because we we were just you know we were just normal people mm-hmm. just trying to make a living and, and and get through life and uh you know we <laughs> we were just very blessed to be able to to you know to go one step further than our parents did you know like I, like I said they were sharecroppers like literally chopping cotton and sugarcane and wow. and farming and that kind of stuff and not making very much money and sometimes looking for their next meal not knowing mm-hmm. where it was coming from mm-hmm. so um, I always keep that in mind and um, currently um, playing in a church a very very small church that a friend of ours started, um, I think, about nine years ago. Uh, he came from a church that we used to attend. And um, so I'm there every Sunday um, just donating my time uh, at the church and performing there every Sunday morning. So, um, And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a tither, so okay. 10% of everything that I get goes back to churches, mostly churches, but any kind of, um, you know, 501-3C or, mm-hmm. or um, you know, I try to do things for people whenever I can. And that's one of the things I did with my fraternity uh, when we were doing events in Lansing. Um, I would donate some money to the uh, to the cause so that um, they could, you know, put, put the event on and raise some money for the, the fraternity. And, of course, they would always give the money back uh, in some type of a service way because, you know, we are a service, a community service organization, Omega Sci-Fi. Oh, okay, very good. So what types of serving or service uh, do you like to do as far as uh, staying connected to the community? Myself, I'd like to do uh, help people with food access and, and food donations and things. I try, you know, there was a, like, I'm, I've been in St. Louis since 1994. Okay. Um, so I've done just I've, I've done some free events for for a few organizations. Um, we did an event for a uh, a woman who had a um, a 5013C where she provided shoes for for the underprivileged kids in the city of St. Louis. So she would actually her her um, her organization would actually take these kids to the store and let them pick out their own shoes. Mm. So I thought that was just, just really, really cool. And whenever I can get involved in, like I, I'm involved with, uh, Ozzy Smith has an organization here called the uh, Gateway Gateway uh, Gateway Golf or something like to, to that effect. Um, uh, and he raises money so that, and most of the money goes to the Boys and Girls Club Mm-hmm. But he's also trying to build a golf course in the city of St. Louis so that, you know, black and brown people have an opportunity to play the sport because, as you know, it's very expensive, um, just yes. like hockey. You know, mm-hmm. yes. you know, most of us in the black community do not get those opportunities because the mere fact that it's just too expensive. Right, so right. so I, I work with him on his event every year in October. And uh, there's another event that we work with. Uh, it's called Epworth. Uh, we work with them as well every every year in November. So 
Um, you know, that's very important to me, that those kind of things where people are, you know, giving back and into the community and, and, uh, and doing whatever they, they can do to help somebody because my parents have always, that's, mm-hmm. that's just the way they lived their lives. They would literally give the shirt off their back, you know, to help someone. Well, that's, that's good that that stands out in your memory and that uh, you can carry that on and, and help to expose um, youth to things they wouldn't or, uh, ordinarily be in contact with because of cost and so on. So, I mean, I, I, uh, that's a, a great thing to do and a great way to stay connected with your community and um so our time is growing near, but I always like to ask my guests before uh, we sign off um, if there's one thing they would like to leave with the audience, um, anything. It could be about you. It could be about uh, something in general, but something that you would like to stick with people. Well, to all the artists out there, you know, regardless of whether it's music or, or you know, whatever kind of um, uh category, art category you're in, you know, um, I talked, I got this from Will Downing a long time ago, especially those, you know, singers and performers, um, musicians, you know, practice your craft, mm-hmm. practice, I mean, he just said practice, 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 because I see a lot of people out there who are, who have a lot of talent or don't, maybe don't have a whole lot of talent, but they're out there trying to do their thing. And, but you can tell some people are not really have not really put that much effort into what they're trying to do. So would always suggest to people to always practice. Uh, it's, it's just critical. And it's a, it's a daily grind. I mean, yes. it really, it's really critical to do it on, on a regular basis and try to do it as daily as much as you can if, if, if you're trying to reach that goal of being, you know, being successful. Yes. And I, I mean, think that's very good advice because, um, so, again, um, I want to thank you for being here today, and I'd like to thank our listeners uh, for listening to the Sunday Chronicle. I'm your host, Giannis Jackson. I'm here every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. on Stax 92.1. This is the platform for the community because community knows what community needs. Make it a great day.